Hello, I'm Molly. And I'm Alex. And today we are going to be talking about women's rights during and after the Civil War. We're going to be asking ourselves, um, given this state of women's rights during the Civil War, um, how did women of the South face realities during that time? Um, And we're also going to be talking about how the United Daughters of the Confederacy impacted the spread of white supremacy after the war. The first thing we're going to talk about is the Civil War and specifically the rights of women during the Civil War. So, Molly, do you want to tell me a little bit about what what rights women had and specifically white women? So women, they couldn't vote. They um, didn't have any political standing. And during war times, women don't really do much. The only jobs that they could work were in factories for very low pay, as well as in um, wealthier households. Um, A lot of women of the South did actually disguise themselves as men to go fight in the army. Um, But, and they also were nurses, on medical teams for the Confederate soldiers. But other than that, they did just stay at home and wait for their, or hope for their husband's safe return. Can you talk a bit about the role of African Americans in the Civil War and how white supremacists and Confederates reacted to their efforts in the war? So African Americans did play a crucial role throughout the entirety of the war, um, even before they were allowed to fight for themselves. Um, Confederate soldiers um, would sometimes take um, slaves that they owned to war with them to do manual labor, cooking, cleaning, um, and things of those sorts. But when um, African-American soldiers could fight for themselves for the Union um, as free slaves, they the Confederate soldiers did not like that. They didn't like the fact that they had to fight people that they didn't view as their equals, and especially um, that showed as well to the women back home. They didn't like that very much either um, because they again, didn't view them as equals. So what is the cult of true womanhood and how did it progress the rights of women in the Civil War? So the cult of true womanhood is an ideology developed during the 19th century that tied women's virtue with submissiveness and um, domestic practices. Um, It is a philosophy that kind of divides the world into two different things, men and women, men being um, the ones that handled the world of politics, commerce, law, um, and those practices where women stayed home with the children and um, the home and took care of cleaning and cooking and that sort of thing. But when the Civil War started, it brought into light Um, that when all these men of the South were at war, the women had to step up and take 
um, control and run farms, plantations, um, and even oversaw family businesses. And um, women joined societies, sewed uniforms, and raised quite a bit of money as well, um, as well as working as nurses. Um, it also developed a lot of new women, women's culture with um, fashion and food, and it even developed legacies and things like that. Okay, so now we're going to be talking about um, the Reconstruction Era and the role that white women of the South played in support of white supremacy. So Alex, tell us a little bit about the UDC and um, what they stood for and what they did. Um, the UDC was a group that was founded in 1894 in Nashville, and their main purpose was to preserve Confederate culture and spread a pro-Southern version of the war. The original group was made of women who came from Confederate families and elite antebellum families, and they used their social and political power to spread the version of the war, specifically spreading it to children. That's very interesting. And what does the UDC stand for? The United Daughters of the Confederacy. Okay, so Alex, tell us a little bit more about what the UDC did to influence um, communities and children as well as just general the general public. The UDC did basically whatever they could to frame the Confederate cause as a heroic defense of the Southern way of life against the North and they and the idea that the South believed that slavery was a benevolent institution and was not the root cause of the war, which is the Lost Cause Act. And that was basically their main influence was spreading the Lost Cause Act, especially with children. And they instructed school boards to reject any textbooks that did not, quote, accord full justice to the South and urge libraries to deface every book in their writing collection that didn't measure up by writing words unjust to the South on the covers. and. They also actually have a branch of the UDC called the Children of the Confederacy still to this day that works with kids to put all those things in their heads. And outside of just the kids, they also are known for erecting 450 to 700 statues and monuments to the Confederate soldiers. So Alex, tell us a little bit about how the UDC and the KKK are um, correlated. The UDC and the KKK were both white supremacist organizations that were founded shortly after the Civil War, and they both supported similar ideals. Um, There was definitely a relationship there, but the UDC did their best to try to cover that up because... They didn't want to be associated with the outright terrorism and violence that was committed by the KKK. But if you look closely, there's definitely something there. And that can be better explained with this quote from Heidi Christensen, who is the former president of the Seattle, Washington chapter of the UDC, who left the organization in 2012. She says, in the earliest days, the United Daughters of the Confederacy definitely did some good work on behalf of veterans and in their communities. 
but it's also true that since the UDC was founded in 1894, it has maintained a, conver- a covert connection with the Ku Klux Klan. In fact, in many ways, the group was a de facto women's auxiliary of the KKK at the turn of the century. Its connection to the group downplays now, but the evidence of it is easily discoverable. You don't even have to look very hard to find it. Okay, Alex, now tell us a little bit about um, women's rights during the Reconstruction era and how the UDC kind of um, worked around them. At least in the beginning of the Reconstruction era, women's rights were pretty sparse. They couldn't vote. They could only have jobs in factories or work as servants for richer households, and they didn't really have much political standing at all. But specifically related to the UDC, most of the UDC didn't really care about women's suffrage. Some of them even were against women's women's right to vote. Their main priority really was just defending the honor of their husbands and their sons and their fathers. Today you heard from us about women's rights during the Civil War and Reconstruction eras and how that impacted where women's rights stand today. You also heard from us about women-led white supremacist organizations that led racist movements during the Reconstruction era. Thank you for listening.